This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of genetic pearls from the basic science section on orthobullets.com. To start off this review about genetic pearls, we'll start off with some genetic pearls of skeletal dysplasia. First, we'll go over some autosomal dominant conditions, then autosomal recessive, and then X-linked recessive. Examples of autosomal dominant skeletal dysplasias include achondroplasia, Apert syndrome, Charcot-Marie Tooth, pseudoachondroplasia, spinal epiphyseal dysplasia congenita, Neist syndrome, multiple epiphyseal dysplasia type 1 and type 2, Janssen's metaphyseal chondrodysplasia, Schmidt's metaphyseal chondrodysplasia, cleidocranial dysplasia, and osteogenesis imperfecta type 1 and type 4. Achondroplasia is caused by a mutation in the FGFR3 gene and results in inhibition of chondrocyte proliferation. Apert syndrome is caused by a mutation in the FGFR2 gene and also causes inhibition of chondrocyte proliferation. Charcot-Marie Tooth is autosomal dominant in 80-90% to of cases and is caused by a mutation in PMP22, and this results in nerve demyelination. Pseudoachondroplasia is caused by a mutation in the COMP gene and causes abnormal cartilage formation. Spinal epiphyseal dysplasia congenita is caused by a mutation in the collagen 2A1 gene, which results in a defect in cartilage matrix formation. Neist's syndrome is also caused by a mutation in the type 2 collagen gene, which causes abnormal development of bones secondary to this type 2 collagen defect. Multiple epiphyseal dysplasia type 1 results from a mutation in the COMP gene, and this also results in abnormal type 2 collagen. Multiple epiphyseal dysplasia type 2 is caused by a mutation in the type 9 collagen gene. Janssen's metaphyseal chondrodysplasia is caused by a mutation in the PTHRP gene, and this results in a functional defect in parathyroid hormone. Schmidt's metaphyseal chondrodysplasia results from a mutation in the type 10 collagen gene, and this results in a defect in cartilage matrix formation. Cleidocranial dysplasia results from a mutation in the CBFA1 gene, which results in impaired intramembranous ossification. Finally, osteogenesis imperfecta type 1 and type 4 results from a mutation in collagen 1A1 and collagen 1A2, and this manifests with abnormal bone development secondary to abnormal type 1 collagen. Moving on to the autosomal recessive skeletal dysplasias, the ones to know include diastrophic dysplasia, Friedrich's ataxia, osteogenesis imperfecta types 2 and 3, and macusic type metaphyseal chondrodysplasia. Diastrophic dysplasia results from a mutation in the DTD gene, which is a sulfate transport protein, and this results in a defect in the sulfication of proteoglycans. Friedrich's ataxia results from a mutation in the frataxin gene. Osteogenesis imperfecta types 2 and type 3 result from a mutation in the collagen 1A1 and collagen 1A2 gene, which again causes abnormal development of bone secondary to abnormal type 1 collagen. Finally, with respect to macusic type metaphyseal chondrodysplasia, it's unknown what gene is responsible. As far as X-linked recessive skeletal dysplasias, the ones to know include spinal epiphyseal dysplasia tarda and 10-20% to 20% of cases of Charcot-Marie Tooth. 
Spinal epiphyseal dysplasia tarda is caused by a mutation in the collagen 2A1 gene, and this results in abnormal bone development secondary to abnormal type 2 collagen. The X-linked recessive form of Charcot-Marie tooth results from a mutation in the connexin gene, and this also manifests with nerve demyelination. Now, let's quickly talk about epigenetics. Epigenetic changes include inheritable genetic alterations, whether from development or environmental cues, that do not involve a DNA mutation. This has been a tested point on previous exams, so I'll say it again. Epigenetic changes include inheritable genetic alterations, whether from developmental or environmental cues, that do not involve DNA mutations. DNA methylation, histone modification, nucleosome location, or non-coding RNA are components of epigenetics. Osteoarthritis is thought to have epigenetic mechanisms that influence the disease process. Now, let's talk a bit about translocations. Translocations allow expression of genes, or more specifically oncogenes, that are usually not active. Cytogenetic analysis allows for the detection of gene translocations by evaluating the size and number of chromosomes isolated from the cell nucleus. This has been a tested point on previous exams, so I'll say it again. Cytogenetic analysis allows for the detection of gene translocations by evaluating the size and number of chromosomes isolated from the cell nucleus. Keep in mind that translocations are present in up to 95% of sarcomas. Again, translocations are present in up to 95% of sarcomas. Some important ones to know include Ewing sarcoma, the translocation of which is 1122, and the fusion protein is EWS-FLI1. Rhabdomyosarcoma has a translocation of 213, and the gene involved is PAX3-FKHR. Myxoid liposarcoma is associated with a 1216 translocation, and the fusion gene is TLS-CHOP. Synovial sarcoma is associated with an X18 translocation, and the fusion gene implicated is SYT-SSX1, 2, or 4. Clear cell sarcoma is associated with a 1222 translocation, and the fusion protein is EWS-ATF1. Finally, the myxoid variant of chondrosarcoma is associated with a 922 translocation, and the fusion protein is EWS-CHN. Because these are heavily tested on exams, we'll go through them one more time. Ewing sarcoma is associated with an 1122 translocation, and the fusion protein is EWS-FLI1. Rhabdomyosarcoma is associated with a 213 translocation, and the fusion protein is pax 3 FKHR. Myxoid liposarcoma is associated with a 1216 translocation, and the fusion protein is TLS-CHOP. Synovial sarcoma is associated with an X18 translocation, and the fusion protein is SYT-SSX1, 2, or 4. Clear cell sarcoma is associated with a 1222 translocation, and the fusion protein is EWS-ATF1. Finally, the myxoid variant of chondrosarcoma is associated with a 922 translocation, and the fusion protein is EWS-CHN. Now, let's quickly talk about tumor suppressor genes. Tumor suppressor genes inhibit cell proliferation. Therefore, a mutation interfering with the normal function leads to uncontrolled cell growth. Examples to know include the retinoblastoma protein, or PRB1, and P53. 
the retinoblastoma protein, or PRB1, acts as a regulator of gene expression. It is a recessive suppressor, therefore both alleles must be mutated to have uncontrolled growth. You will find a retinoblastoma protein mutation in 100% of retinoblastomas and 35% of osteosarcomas. And keep in mind that the abnormal state is phosphorylated and unable to bind to DNA to regulate. Moving on to P53, the normal protein prevents entrance into the S phase of the cell cycle when DNA is damaged. P53 is a dominant suppressor. Therefore, a single allele must be mutated to have uncontrolled growth. Unlike the retinoblastoma protein, which is a recessive suppressor, where both alleles must be mutated to have uncontrolled growth. Mutation in the P53 gene is found in 50% of all tumors. It's found in 20 to 65% of osteosarcomas, and it's also found in chondrosarcoma. Now let's quickly talk about oncogenes. Oncogenes induce uncontrolled growth. Examples of oncogenes include FAK and ERB2. FAK stands for focal adhesion kinase, and ERB2 is epidermal growth factor variant. Now let's talk about some tumor antigens. Tumor antigens are used in the diagnosis as well as monitoring of treatment response and are being researched for treatment options as anti-cancer vaccines. Examples include carcinoembryonic antigen, or CEA, which is implicated in colorectal carcinoma, carbohydrate antigen 19-9, or CA19-9, which is implicated in pancreatic cancer, carbohydrate antigen 125, or CA125, which is implicated in ovarian cancer, cancer antigen 15-3, or CA15-3, which is implicated in breast cancer, and alpha-fetoprotein, which can be seen in many cancers, but is most commonly seen in hepatocellular carcinomas. Finally, let's quickly go over some laboratory assays. We'll talk about western blots, southern blots, northern blots, southwestern blots, RT-PCR, and siRNA. Western blots detect protein. Southern blots detect DNA. Northern blots detect RNA and southwestern blots detect DNA binding proteins. RT-PCR stands for Reverse Transcription Polymerase Chain Reaction. It is highly sensitive and detects low copy numbers of RNA. RNA is reverse transcribed into complementary DNA or cDNA. And keep in mind that RT-PCR may be used together with a northern blot. Finally, siRNA stands for small interfering RNA that blocks the translation of messenger RNA. This has been a tested point on previous exams, so I'll say it again. siRNA stands for small interfering RNA, which blocks translation of messenger RNA. It's useful for loss of function experiment designs. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. The first question reads, which of the following is a function of siRNA or small interfering RNA? And the choices are one, identifies proteins, two, blocks transcription of DNA, three, separates DNA based on size, four, blocks translation of mRNA, and five, identifies DNA sequences. The correct answer to this question is four, blocks translation of mRNA. So siRNA functions by causing 
mRNA to be broken down after transcriptions, resulting in an inability to undergo translation. siRNA are short, usually 20-24 to 24 base pair, double-stranded RNA sequences with a phosphorylated 5'N and a hydroxylated 3'N. Because of their ability to block a gene of interest, they have been generating interest in the treatment of disease processes that involve gene expression. Moving on to the next question. DNA methylation, histone modification, nucleosome location, or non-coding RNA are hypothesized to contribute to the process whereby inheritable genetic alterations occur that do not involve DNA mutation. Which of the following terms best defines this process? And the choices are 1. Transgenes. 2. Epigenetics. 3. Gene enhancers. 4. Gene promoters. And 5. Transformation. The correct answer to this question is 2. Epigenetics. So epigenetic changes are defined as inheritable genetic alterations that do not involve DNA mutation. The cells in a multicellular organism have almost identical DNA sequences, yet maintain different terminal phenotypes. This non-genetic cellular memory, which records developmental and environmental cues, is the basis for epigenetics. DNA methylation, histone modification, nucleosome location, or non-coding RNA are hypothesized to contribute to the process. Mayer et al. discuss epigenetic influences in the realm of orthopedics. They report new data stating that increases in matrix metalloproteinase, or MMP, expression in osteoarthritis is associated with altered methylation of key promoter sequences. They also report elevated levels of an enzyme involved in epigenetic gene silencing in osteoarthritis-affected chondrocytes, SIRT1, increase the expression of matrix genes, and suppress that of MMPs. Moving on to the next question. Which of the following laboratory tools is used to detect genetic translocations for prenatal screening? And the choices are 1. Western blot analysis, 2. Northern blot analysis, 3. Enzyme-linked immunosorbent assay, or ELISA, 4. Cytogenetic analysis, and 5. Flow cytometry. The correct answer to this question is 4. Cytogenetic analysis. So cytogenetic analysis performed for prenatal testing involves analyzing entire chromosomes obtained from the nucleus of the cell to determine changes to chromosomal size and number. For example, Down syndrome is trisomy 21. Western blot analysis and ELISA are used to identify absence-slash-presence of specific proteins from a solution. Northern blot analysis is used to identify absence-slash-presence of specific RNA from a solution. Flow cytometry identifies specific proteins on the cellular surface in order to sort cells with-slash-without this protein from each other. The review article by Bridge reviews specific molecular biological techniques used in orthopedics for diagnostic purposes. Rubin et al. reviews the many molecular translocations seen in sarcomas, including Ewing sarcoma, which has a translocation between chromosomes 11 and 22, and synovial sarcoma, which has a translocation between the X chromosome and chromosome 18. Moving on to the next question, which of the following chromosomal translocations is associated with osteosarcoma? And the choices are 1, SYTSSX1, 2, CHOP-TLS, 3, EWS-FLI1, 4, FKHR-PAX3, 
and 5. No translocation associated. The correct answer to this question is 5. No translocation associated. So osteosarcoma has no associated chromosomal translocation, but often has a mutation in the retinoblastoma gene. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 1. Synovial sarcoma is characterized by an X18 translocation in more than 90% of cases, which causes the fusion gene known as SYTSSX1, SYTSSX2, or SYTSSX4. As far as answer 2, CHOP TLS, the consistent cytogenetic abnormality in myxoid liposarcoma is a 12-16 translocation. This involves fusion of the transcription factor gene CHOP, which is essential for adipocytic differentiation to the translocated in liposarcoma or TLS gene on chromosome 16. As far as answer 3, EWS FLI1, Translocation between 11 and 22 is one of a series of related translocations that occur in more than 95% of the Ewing sarcoma family of tumors. The translocation joins the Ewing sarcoma gene EWS on chromosome 22 to a gene of the ETS family, friend leukemia insertion or FLI1 on chromosome 11, creating an aberrant activating transcriptional factor. As far as answer 4, FKHR PACS3, the alveolar subtype of rhabdomyosarcoma accounts for 31% of rhabdo cases and involves a unique translocation that occurs between the FKHR gene on chromosome 13 and either the PAX3 gene on chromosome 2 in 70% of cases or the PAX7 gene on chromosome 1 in 30% of cases. Moving on to the next question. What serum marker is most closely associated with colorectal carcinoma? And the choices are 1, carbohydrate antigen 125, 2, carcinoembryonic antigen, 3, carbohydrate antigen 19-9, 4, cancer antigen 15-3, and 5, alpha-fetoprotein. The correct answer to this question is 2, carcinoembryonic antigen. So carcinoembryonic antigen, or CEA, is most closely associated with colorectal carcinoma. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 1, carbohydrate antigen 125, is seen in ovarian cancer. Answer 3, carbohydrate antigen 19-9, or CA19-9, is seen in pancreatic cancer. Answer 4, cancer antigen 15-3, or CA15-3, is seen in breast cancer. And answer 5, alpha-fetoprotein, can be seen in many cancers, but is most commonly seen in hepatocellular carcinoma. Moving on to the next question. A mutation of the retinoblastoma gene, RB1, leads to the development of malignancies such as retinoblastoma and osteosarcoma. Which term best characterizes the RB1 gene? And the choices are 1, growth factor, 2, retro-oncogene, 3, proto-oncogene, 4. Oncogene, and 5. Tumor suppressor. The correct answer to this question is 5. Tumor suppressor. So a tumor suppressor is a gene whose presence normally prevents neoplasia and whose absence leads to unregulated cell growth. Two well-studied tumor suppressor genes include p53 and RB1. P53 normally suppresses cell division by blocking the cell cycle if genetic damage is present. If it is absent or mutated, the P53 suppressing effect no longer regulates cell growth and neoplasm results. 
In a similar fashion, a mutation in RB1, or the retinoblastoma gene, may lead to retinoblastoma and osteosarcoma. And moving on to the final question, which of the following sarcomas is correctly paired with its most common translocation? And the choices are 1, alveolar rhabdomyosarcoma, or translocation between chromosomes 9 and 22, 2, synovial sarcoma, with a translocation between chromosomes 11 and 22, 3, Ewing sarcoma, with a translocation between chromosomes 12 and 16, 4, myxoid liposarcoma, with a translocation between the X chromosome and chromosome 18, and 5, clear cell sarcoma, with a translocation between chromosomes 12 and 22. The correct answer to this question is 5, clear cell sarcoma, with a translocation between chromosomes 12 and 22. So chromosomal translocations are characteristically associated with several subtypes of soft tissue sarcomas. The most common clear cell sarcoma translocation is 1222. Many sarcomas have distinct translocations which can help identify them via cytogenetic testing. The most common ones are alveolar rhabdomyosarcoma with a 213 translocation, synovial sarcoma with an X18 translocation, Ewing sarcoma with an 1122 translocation, myxoid liposarcoma with a 1216 translocation, and chondrosarcoma with a 922 translocation. That's all for this review about genetic pearls. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. If you've gotten any value out of the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks so much. And-